From the moment that I wake up until I lay my head, oh, I will sing of the goodness of God. Cause all my life you have been faithful, and all my life you have been so, so.
Thank you, choir. That was that was a blessing. Thank you so much. If you want to follow along with me this morning, we're in Jeremiah. Jeremiah 29 11. Jeremiah, the 29th chapter, the 11th verse. And it reads, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. Plans to give you hope and a future. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we love you this morning. And Lord, we just ask that you pour out your spirit upon this service. Open our ears, our hearts, and our minds to what you have to say this morning. And all these things we ask in your name. Amen. Now I went to Trindale Elementary. Some of you may have went to Archdale. Some of you went to Trinity Element, you know, Trinity. But I went to Trindale. And at Trindale, and I'm sure y'all probably played this at your elementary school, but we played a game called Red Rover. You remember Red Rover? Uh, some of us guys, we just use it as an excuse to hold hands with girls. But um, basically everyone got in two lines facing each other. You got in one of the other lines, and you held hands, and you formed a chain. And what you did, you would call someone to come running over, and they would try to break through your chain of held hands. And we would yell, Red Rover, Red Rover, send Bobby right over. And then Bobby would come running at your chain of held hands and try to break through. Now, nobody ever ran directly at somebody. At least I can't remember that. But uh, because you wanted to break the chain. You ran to where the chain was connected. Where the two kids were holding hands. And looking back, I'm not sure how teachers got away with this game. Uh, now you'd get a 15-yard penalty and you'd miss the next two games for targeting. But there was, but we played this game a lot. And basically, we would just put our heads down and try to run through the two hands that were held together. But we're, and we did this because where the two hands were held together, that's the weakest link. That was the connection. You were trying to break through that. And see, that's almost true with anything. See, I've, I've broken very few golf clubs. I've, I've honestly never broken one in anger. So you can feel good about that. Now, I've thrown them a long way. Uh, but when I was younger, my dad actually said, if, he, if I ever see one of your clubs in the air again, you will never play this game again. So I never threw another one when I was playing with him. Uh, but when I've unintentionally broken a golf club, usually, 90% of the time, it breaks at the hosel. It breaks where the golf club, where the shaft goes into the club head. That's where it normally breaks, because that's the connection. That's the weakest link. Basically, things that are not whole are weaker at the connection. You ever dropped a frame pitcher? The frame usually doesn't break in the middle at the top. It breaks at the corners where they're connected. The co connections are just weaker. This is even true sometimes in marriage. We're connected, but that connection can be weak at times. What strengthens that connection is God. 
and our relationship with his son. Putting God in the middle of anything immediately makes it stronger. Without putting God in the middle of what we are doing, it doesn't make it stronger. It's usually weaker, and most of the time it rarely works. There's a church not too far from here, actually, that is, uh, they wanted to build on. They wanted to enlarge the sanctuary, the classrooms. They had these elaborate plans made. But they forgot the most important thing. And that was to put God in the middle of it. And if God's not a part of what you're doing, it usually won't work. The plans have yet to be used. And now with everything going on with that denomination, I don't know that they'll ever be used. But when I was in seminary, there were several people who decided they wanted to be pastors. They just thought that's what they needed to be doing. The problem was is that God had not called them to be pastors. Basically, they just took it upon themselves to go into the ministry. Now, most had good intentions. I would say all of them had good intentions, but that was not God had, that's not what God had called them to do. And they never finished, or their ministry just never worked out. Most of them had just come to know the Lord, and they felt like they needed to be doing something for God immediately. And I get that. But that was not the plan God had for them. If God is not in the middle of your plans, the plans will usually fail. In January of 2020, I got outside of God's plans for a little while and decided I would do my own thing. I left my job with the understanding that I would start another job. Remember, this is January of 2020. I left thinking I had a job, and then coronavirus put an end to that. And I had to take the first thing that came my way, which was delivering school buses, which I've talked numerous times about. But it wasn't until Shelly and I put God back into the middle we started praying that God would get into the middle of everything that I was doing did I get the job at the school. And then he blessed us doubly when Archdale Friends called. You see, I had my plan. God had his own plan. If you ask God to be a part of your plan, you, be, you better be ready to follow his plan. Because it may not always be exactly what you thought it was going to be. When you want it to work, put God in the center of it. Put God in the center of everything you're doing. But be ready. But be ready for what you're doing or you think you wanted to do to change. You know, I'm sure Moses asked God to be in the center of what he was doing. To be in the center of his and his wife's relationship. And I'm sure he thought he would spend the rest of his days herding sheep. But God had another plan. A plan that Moses thought surely couldn't be true for him. But yet, God's plan was for Moses to lead the Israelites out of Egypt. See, I was coming to grips with the idea that God would just use me occasionally as an evangelist when I got the call to speak here. Our plans are not always his plans. See, also in 2020, now remember, I turned in five W-2s in 2020. It was a busy year for the Kirby family. Uh, but in 2020, I also tried to sell insurance for about an hour and a half. Uh, 
that was definitely not his plan. But here's how cool our God is. Even though I had went outside his plan and decided that I, I could sell insurance, I spent $630 getting my license, getting my insurance license and taking care of everything. It cost me $630. When I realized I'd made a mistake and that selling insurance was not for me, I had sold one policy and made a commission of $632. God let me show a profit. I still have that $2. But I didn't lose everything. See, here's the best thing of all. God wants to be a part of your plan. You aren't bothering him. You aren't annoying him with what you want or what you think your needs are. He can't wait to hear from you. And he wants to be a part of your life. See, he's put people in my path my entire life, and it took me opening my eyes to his plan to see what his plan was and why these people were so important. See, my parents are a huge part of who I am. Shelly, of course, is a major part of the ministry here and in my life. And her parents are a big part of my ministry because they've reinforced my calling this entire time when we open your eyes to his plan pray that he shows you these people that were in your life see it may just be bringing one person to Christ that may be the entire plan just one person but the angels rejoice every time someone comes to know Jesus I was riding to Chapel Hill last week with a friend of mine and his family. And we were going to see Carolina play state in volleyball. And I had mentioned golf, volleyball, and driving a bus all today. I have covered all three bases. I am going to get yelled at so much today when I get home. <laughs> all right. But anyway, but we were, we were driving to Carolina to see state play. And on the way, we were talking about witnessing to others. And he told me this story. He said there was a guy in his office, and he tried all the time to witness to him. He invited him to church, and the guy finally said, look, you can stop with the Jesus talk. Just stop. I don't need to hear it, don't want to hear it. So my friend said, if you will genuinely ask Jesus, it was easier to type than it is to say. If you will genuine, genuinely ask Jesus to reveal himself to you this week, I will never say another word about it. If you will ask Jesus to reveal himself to you, and you've got to do it. You can't just tell me you're going to do it. You have to ask every day that Jesus will reveal himself to you. The guy said, deal. If it will make you shut up, I'll do it. And, but my friend said, now you have to do this. Because if not, I'm going to keep bugging you. And he goes, no, I'll do it. Every single day, I'll ask. So my friend said they, you know, him and his family went to church. He was sitting in the pew, and they were waiting for the service to start. When all of a sudden, he looks up, and his friend from work came in, tears in his eyes, sat down beside him. And he goes, don't say another word to me, and just sat down. And he goes, I know what you're saying. Jesus showed himself to me this week. 
see, my friend was part of the plan. God had a plan, and all he had to do was fulfill his, his job with that plan. He didn't bring him to Jesus, but, put, but he told him to put God in the middle, and the plan worked. So my question this morning is, what's his plan for your life? It's not where does God fit in with your plans. It's where do you fit in with his plans. That's the question this morning. Like I said, if you ask him to be a part of your plans, you better be ready for your plans to change. Where do you fit in with his plans? have a time of open worship. Please stand as we sing our benediction.
as we go out this week, help us to put help us to put you in the middle of everything that we do. And that people see Jesus in us, that we reflect you to everyone we meet. All these things we ask in your name. Amen.